Welcome to the Barack Obama Approved World's Greatest Podcast. Hyphenation. I'm your dashing, debonair, daring host, Kellen Conley. And to be completely honest with you guys, my stomach hurts a little bit this morning. episode is brought to you by McDonald's Coffee. Who's buzzing me? What's your ID? I'm, I'm going to talk about this on the podcast. I can't answer these questions yet, Matthew. Uh, I don't know what it was. It could have been the fruit snacks I ate really late last night. It could have been the two fruit roll-ups I ate last night. Could have been the four pretzel dogs that we had left over from the weekend that I ate last night with ketchup and mustard. Or it could have been the whole bag of gummy bears I ate last night. Yeah, mistakes were made. And of course, all that stuff has carbs in it, in case anyone's tracking. Yeah. And yes, I've already eaten carbs this morning. I don't feel good about it, but the food was good. But my stomach was a little upset, but I think it's calmed down now. Morgantown weather report, it's 51. It's officially fall, by the way. I meant to say that on 119, that I said it was fake fall still. No, it's officially fall now. So, boo, fall. Summer forever. Summer forever. Um, let's go to Morgantown weather report. I believe it's supposed to be in the 80s today. I think that's what I saw when I looked earlier. Let's see. That is correct. It's supposed to be in the 80 degrees is the high with a small, small, small chance of participation, precipitation today. It's going to be sunny. So a beautiful fall day, other than the fact that it's fall here in Morgantown, it's going to rain tomorrow. And I bet you those temperatures are going to start slowly dropping. It don't look like it. It don't look like it. Nights are colder. Days are so sad. And I just keep thinking about the love that we had. Now I'm dying inside. And nobody knows it but me. Anyway. That's your Morgantown Weather Report. Happy to be here with you guys. Another pulse-pounding edition. Uh, that stop saying pulse-pounding. I say it a lot, apparently. Of uh, the Barack Obama-approved world's greatest podcast. Of course, Barack Obama-approved world's greatest podcast is brought to you by Hyphen Podcast Group. The Morgantown, West Virginia-based podcast collective. Bringing great podcasts to the people hyphenpodcastgroup.com speaking of hyphenpodcastgroup.com there's a new show on there surprise Bobby Stamps of the Monster and the Man podcast has now spun off into his own show his own sports related and current events show it's called The Stamp of Approval with Bobby Stamps he's got his own show just released volume 2 last night so for those of you still wanting to get your sports fix from the Hyphen Podcast Group Collective, stamp of approval is on 
Apple Podcast, uh, Apple Play Music. It's on Stitcher, Spotify, powered by Anchor. So it's slowly making its rounds away around the internet. So Bobby's really good at what he does. So make sure you check him out. New episode of Browns in Our Blood comes out today. It'll be, I don't know why I said today. Exactly, I'm going to release this immediately. Y'all ain't even going to hear this until Sunday at the earliest. So New Browns in Our Blood is out. And hopefully you'll hear this Sunday morning and be like, let me see what those crazy cats Eric Jordan and Anthony Sellers are up to on Browns in Our Blood. And you'll go check that out um, if you haven't already by the time you hear this on Sunday morning. Um, season 5 of Isle of Pals getting ready to start. Right? Season 5 or season 4? I'm not going to check. I feel like it's season 4. Maybe? Season 5. Uh, I'm going to check. I'm going to do the right thing and look this up for you guys. It's not podcasting 101 because it's not Google. Season 5, yeah. I was right. So that's getting ready to start. I believe that's going to come out on Friday. So a lot of things happening as usual at Hyphen Podcast Group. Hyphen Nation is also brought to you by the Mark Rob. WordPress.com. Written by my semi-regular co-host Marcus Robinson. Marcus Joe and Mad Love Robinson. Make sure you check out all his great writing. Um, y'all heard me talk about Beyonce last episode. Go read his piece about Beyonce. I can't recommend that enough. He also has a couple Redskins-related things on there if you want to read those and how he's kind of fallen out of fandom with uh, one of his teams. The Washington Mystics are in the WNBA Finals, so maybe he will write something about that. I don't know. We shall see, ladies and gentlemen. So, first topic... I'm sitting, I'm sitting on the toilet this morning, okay? Minding my own business. I'm watching IG. Yeah, that's right. I, I, I look at my phone on the toilet. Judge me if you want. I don't care. I'm sure a lot of y'all do. Looking at IG. Watching a video from that new show that, uh, I don't even know how new it is. That show on Comedy Central. That's been out for a minute. Lights out. And laughing. Before I get a lay up. I'm like man this this is actually pretty funny. And they're like judging Lindsay Lohan's new music video. And I'm watching it. And all of a sudden I hear this big old whoop. My first instinct would have been. Aaliyah fell out of bed. But no. That wasn't the case. We have a rail. Because she's a roller. Uh, so we have a rail. Well, pretend like I didn't yawn. We have a rail that uh, keeps her safely in the bed. Okay? So, my first reaction is to get up off the toilet and get out of the bathroom. So I'm like, it literally sounded like something beat on my back window. Like the window that goes to our bathroom in, the, in our bedroom. It literally sounded like something hit the house. I was like, yo, somebody's either messing with me or something's happening. So I'm like, I got to go check, you know, got to make sure everything's all right. 
So I, I hop out the bathroom, throw on the camo shorts, <laughs> and, and my, my throw on the shirt, go outside, get my shoes on, grab my keys, go out the front door, lock the front door, and then I, I start walking to the back of the house. Now, I don't know if y'all recall, but there was once a story where I said I was outside, and I think I was listening to Joe Budden's review of uh, Views or something like that. Was it Views? No, he got, um, maybe it was, a. What, what was Joe Budden reviewing? Maybe I wasn't watching Joe Budden, but I saw I was outside, and I was watching YouTube, and, I, of course, I thought I saw the neighbor smanging across the, across the street. This had nothing to do with that. I just want to remind y'all that if y'all go back to the archives, there is a lengthy story about how I'm pretty sure my neighbors across the street, I don't even know if they still live there, because they, they don't look the same, were banging in the living room window, and I, I, was, I saw them, and I was like, oh, crap. <laughs> That's not awkward. So, I walk around the house. I'm walking slowly because I'm like, yo, somebody's like standing in my back window because there's a little light on in our bathroom. Um, and so I was like, if somebody's standing in my window and trying to get my attention, I don't want, I don't know, I don't want them to see me, you know? And I, when I rang, when I sprang from my perch in the, in the bathroom, I had ran out to the bedroom and I tried to peek out the side window just to see if anybody was standing there and I couldn't see anything. But I was like, I don't want them to see me moving the window and stuff. So I was like, let me just go outside and try to see what I can see. So I go outside, and I'm walking around the corner, and I don't see nothing. So I inch up a little closer, and I get to where I can see my whole back porch, and, the back, and I'm close to the, the back. So I can see the back of the house, like where the noise came from. And I still don't see anything. And I look up, and I see this giant-ass bird go flying from around our house and goes over to the neighbor's yard and I don't know where it went from there. Like, and I don't mean no tiny little bird. This was like a hawk. So, funny story. It's not even funny, but part of the story you should know. A few weeks ago, me and Aaliyah were on that trampoline. On her trampoline. We were jumping. Actually, I was getting to sit for once because she's doing her floor routine. So, I was watching that and I look up and this giant bird goes soaring over the house and over the trampoline and into a, tr a tree in the backyard, the tree in our backyard. And I'm like, yo, that was a hawk. So I try to, I try to text Angel and she's ignoring me. She always ignores me. Hey. You're going to, all right, Ron Hart, I see you. Try to record the world's greatest podcast. And this Ron Hart truck went right on by me. Thanks, Ron Hart. Be old jerk. That's why nobody likes you. Anyway, I was like, yo, this giant hawk bird flew over. It looked like a hawk. And I'm kind of sure this hawk had, like, something in its talons. And then it went up to that other tree. I was looking for it. Finally, flew into a, it took off and flew into a tree across the street, ironically enough, by my smanging neighbors. Uh, or formerly Smangin' Neighbors. And then I didn't think anything else of it. But I saw this giant bird flip-flap and flip-flap, flip-flap. Go take it off. And I was like, yo, 
there's literally nobody back here. So I just kept walking a little bit closer. I stayed a distance away and came out like, I don't want to get near the steps. Like, what if they're down there in the steps and they were trying to grab me or some shit like that? Um, I don't know. Not that I think anybody would. But I stayed back uh, away from the house. And I kind of looked at everything. Looked for the birds some more. So I'm pretty convinced that whatever this bird was... For some reason, it crashed either into the roof or the wall or maybe the window because it was a solid thump, man. Like, it's, it scared me. Like, I, I heard that. My eyes got wide. I, I paused my IG video. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. I paused the IG video because I, I was thinking... Like I like I threw my I was like I have my phone on me, but something happens on me so I can call. Somebody be like, oh yeah, yeah, somebody's attacking. Like, I don't know. Like call 911, call Angel, like, hey, there's an intruder at the house. I don't probably want to call Angel, that's a bad move. You know, just to kind of be aware and then have my keys so I can keep Aaliyah safely locked in the house, you know. And I, I, I don't know. I really think this bird just blindly flew into our wall and just so happened to be right where I happened to be hanging out that morning. Gosh. So, yeah, I, I got scared by a bird. If I had a, um, if I, I'm going to have to make a meme now with Michael Jordan's face on it that says, fuck them birds. Because I couldn't find anything else going on. And then eventually I went back in the house and finished watching my IG video, which is quite hilarious. <laughs> I need to watch Lights Out, man, because I keep watching on IG. It looks funny. But I always forget it's on. Then I got to pay my actual uh, Hulu bill, too, because Angel got a new debit card. And they're like, uh, we didn't get paid, bitch. And I'm like, all right, bitch. I got you, bitch. That's not, that's not what really happened. Coffee is very nice today. So, that's how my morning started. Now, this is where we went from there. Okay. So, I'm starting to get ready. You know, Aaliyah's already up. I made her, um, trying to get her breakfast and and everything. No, honestly, no, I'm lying. Nope. I, I was getting ready to get Aaliyah up, and I got a text message from Matt. The same gentleman who texted me. And this fool hits me with the screenshot. Mario Kart Tour is now available and working. Because apparently it wasn't working at first. So yeah. Mario Kart Tour is now available. And so I was thinking, uh, well, I, th I, I thought, I thought that was a problem. It was just for iOS. It was just in the, app, in the app store. It was not for Samsung devices. <sighs> Au contraire. <laughs> because no sooner do I go to the Play Store just to look, they gotta find something stupid. Like, here's the Mario Kart Tour instructions, which as an Android user, it happens from time to time. Some things uh, just don't come to Androids. And uh, 
It was there. So naturally, your boy downloaded Mario Kart Tour. And, yeah, I'm, you can, you can hear the music. So, yeah. I will say that I do have a later shift, obviously, or I wouldn't be recording with y'all right now. But, here's the thing. Here's the kicker, okay? Um... Yeah, hold on, I gotta minimize this. There we go. Here's the kicker. I, um... Gotta lay up later. I got our food ready later. I, I raced two races. Let, let me tell you a little something about Mario Kart, man. Alright? I consider myself a Mario Kart king. Not the king, because I know there's people better than me, but I am a king at Mario Kart, okay? And let me explain to you why I am said king. I am said king because I, it is true. That's, that's all there is to it. No, seriously, though. Let me just break down this history for you real quick, and then I'll even tell you another fun story about about another video game system. So, first time I played Mario Kart, pretty sure it was with my cousins, Michael and Marcus. Um, I believe they had rented Mario Kart for the Super Nintendo at one point. We played it. I don't remember being a regular staple, but I always thought the game was fun. Um, you know, not, not much more to it than that. Fast forward to... When was I emulating? So fast forward to like 2000... 2001 when I got into emulators. One of the ones that I had for my SNES emulator was Mario Kart. Spent a little time with it. It was fine. But I mean, there was other games I wanted to play on SNES. Mostly Chrono Trigger. Uh, so that's what I did. Oh, and I also... did not. I think I beat um, Zombies Ate My Neighbors. Dude, world's greatest podcast in progress. You and your loud motorcycles. Sorry. It's getting louder as he goes away. Um, I, I, did, I think I did beat Zombies Ate My Neighbors on emulator before. And I'm probably sure that I used the Game Genie cheat, but I still beat it. It was cool. I don't care. I don't care. Judge me. Judge me. I like not dying and actually beating games because I'm not good enough. And I don't have the patience to be good enough sometimes. Especially old school games. Sue me. Gosh. Anywho. Um, missed out on all the Mario Karts that happened on N64, GameCube. But what had happened was... My friend Matt, who I just mentioned, one of my best friends, like my brother, honestly, he had gotten a Wii in like, shoot, when was it? I got my Wii in O, was it 08 when I got my Wii? I think he got his Wii super early, like he got in 07, 
like he heard about the motion controllers and everything and he was like down he like he's like I, i'm getting this game system and we play wii sports and um what other games did he have for the wii he had I don't think he had like any of the mark. He had a couple games for Wii. Mostly it was about Wii Sports for me. And I was like, man, I I, I gotta have this video game system. And I'd never, never had felt that way about. I was like, I gotta have the system. Gotta have the system. Gotta have the system for a long time. And I'll come back to that because I really want to tell you all the rest of the story. So, I had made mention to my then girlfriend Angel. I was like, you know what? I'd really like to get a Wii. Um. Blah, 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 blah. Like, oh, oh, that's nice, you know. She was in, like, her first year teaching full-time. I was working, uh, I was supposedly, thought I would be still in school, but then ended up being a teletech and that not working out and then being jobless for a while and eventually ended up in the shoe department in 2008. So, somehow, and all this... For me mentioning it, for my birthday in 2008, what does Angel give me but a brand new Nintendo Wii? That's right, so I had a Wii. So I had Wii Sports. She got me a couple games. Um, Mario Party 8 was one of them, which I will see anybody in Mario Party 8. Come see your boy. I never thought I'd enjoy a Mario Party game as much as I enjoy that one. And, like, I get called a practicer by my wife and everything, but I'm just good at it, okay? I know the boards. I know the mini games. You're not going to beat me, okay? I know how to get the bonus stars. I'll eat the most candy. I'll do all those things. Come see me in Mario Party 8. Let's have a serious conversation. And, yes, I'm always Luigi. You should see my face right now. Okay. Back to the story. One of the games that was announced for the Wii was Mario Kart Wii, of course. And I was like hella excited. I was like, man, with these motion controls, Mario Kart is going to be epic. I got to get this game. So until then, I bided my time. You know, I um, I, I played my, my Wii Sports. Matt, let me borrow a few games. Um... There, there's a is it called Super Paper Mario? Whatever the Paper Mario game for the Wii is, I absolutely love that game, and I need to get it again because it was just so much fun to play that game. Um, I need to get that game again. Um, I tried that really violent game for the Wii, um, that because uh, of course the Wii's a, a kid-friendly system, but it was like violent. Here, I'm going to just look it up. Vi, if I could spell violent, violent Wii game. Mad World. Yeah, man. I got I had Mad World, and that game was cool, and it was bloody, but I kind of lost interest after, like, the second level or so, so I didn't really stick with that too long. Um, I was like, man, I, I want to get Mario Kart. I want to get Mario Kart. So when Mario Kart came out, you could not find that bitch anywhere. No Mario Kart to be found. I kid you not. So, me and Angel are looking everywhere for this game. We're like, we gotta find this game. Um, cause, cause Angel wanted to play Mario Kart too, you know? She's a, if there's any video game system that's going to move her, it's gonna be Nintendo. Uh, she's a big old school Nintendo fan. 
uh, we actually own a old Nintendo uh, that was that she bought for her brother for a Christmas or birthday gift at one point. And his birthday and Christmas are so close together. It's probably for both. Um, and that's when we lived in our old place. I was like, oh, six when she bought that, maybe? Oh, five, oh, six. Um, so, yeah, she loves loves the old Nintendo. And she really does like the Wii. She enjoys playing it. Well, I can't wait to introduce Aaliyah to the Wii, actually, if we ever get everything situated so I can, you know, break out the systems even more easily without... It's a long story. My basement still needs fixed. I got a call guy. Because no one's answering my calls. That's a whole different story. I'm kind of all over the place today. I don't care. Back to the lesson at hand. So we are in Kaiser. Kaiser, West Virginia. Home of the Cannon family. Home of Angel... Well, no, not... Well, I don't know if... Yeah, Angel was living there at the time because she was still teaching at Kaiser. Um, Angel's born in Cumberland, Maryland, but her, her and her family lived in Kaiser her, her whole life until Angel moved out to Morgantown. So we stop at the GameStop in Kaiser on a whim. Just like, uh, let's see if they have Mario Kart Wii in here. And I don't think I'm mixing this up with Wii Fit because we were chasing down a Wii Fit forever too. And that was the biggest bunch of baloney I ever had played with in my life. It was fine. It was fine. Healthy games. Wii board. Whatever. But we, we go in the GameStop, we find Mario Kart Wii. So I'm like, yo, they got Mario Kart Wii. And she's like, well, let's go ahead and do it. Let's get it. I'm like, hell yeah. Hell yeah. So that's that's what happens. We uh, go ahead and we uh, purchase Mario Kart Wii. So I was obsessed with this game, getting through all the courses, all the all the um, tracks, all the motorcycles because I think this is the first game that had the bikes in it. All the motorcycles, time trials. I was racing people online. But my favorite, most favorite, most favorite thing to do on the Wii was play Matthew because me and Matt right now if I if I could go pick this motherfucker up right now and be like they're like yo what are you doing I'm like we're going back to the house and I'm plugging up my fucking Wii and we're going to play Mario Kart Wii we will literally sit there and loo and not do anything else other than maybe go to the bathroom and drink and drink water and be hydrated because we're, we're old for the next six hours me and him go at it on this game. And we go at it in most games. We're very competitive with each other. Like there was NBA Jam for Wii uh, that we used to go at it on. And he never really got to the Mario Party thing. But Wii Sports we used to go at it on. We, we just, we will go at each other's throats for hours. Okay? That's just how it works. So, we would just battle it out over Wii, over Mario Kart Wii, man. And... I'm I'm not afraid to admit it. I'm going to say that he is a little better than me. Sometimes I feel like if we broke down how many times I've won versus how many times he's won, I'm going to say that he has a better record than me. I get my fair share, but I feel like he wins more. But the games are just so competitive, man, and you get those Wii motes in your hand, and it's just super dope, man. Hey, how are you doing? I'm recording the world's greatest podcast over here. It's a nice package you got. Uh, I didn't mean it like that. Uh, he has a box in his hand. 
So, yeah, we played Mario Kart Wii forever. And then you used to be able to play online before Nintendo finally took the Wii servers down a while back. And we could even play uh, across town. We would get on and we would just go at it on Wii, man. And it was simply awesome. We had a lot of fun with it. So, from there... That's kind of where it stopped for me. Like, the Wii U came out, and I was like, I was like, oh, I want to try the new Mario Kart or whatever, but I was like, I have so many, I put so much time into this Wii, and I'm, I'm, I've really, I don't go back to the Wii a whole lot. Like, I wasn't going back to the Wii a whole lot back then, because I've always been, since I first played it, it's, I've always been a PlayStation guy. Starting with PlayStation 2. I've always been a PlayStation guy. So it was always PlayStation, 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 PlayStation. With some Wii mixed in. And the saga continues. 4, 3, 2. I have a 1 downstairs. Um, And I was like, I don't want to buy a whole new ass system just to play new Mario Kart. And another great game on the the Wii. Before I leave this topic of the Wii. This section is topic. Another great game for the Wii is um, new... What was it? New Mario, New Super Mario Brothers Wii, that game that was like the all new Mario game. Me and Thomas and Anthony, mostly me and Thomas, because Anthony, Anthony was kind of trash. I love you, Anthony, but you're kind of trash. Um, we used to spend hours beating that game and getting all the stars. And me, me and Thomas, hundred percent of that bitch, man. Real proud of that day. We we spent a lot of hours playing Mario, man. But that's a fun ass game too. So yeah, I skipped the Wii U. And then the Switch came around. And I was I have no plans on getting a Switch. But I did happen to uh, you know, go into the go to Walmart or one of those things, or I think it was Target actually. And they had out they actually had out the displays you could play. Because you don't see those too often anymore in stores. It used to be a big thing when you went into department stores that you could play the demos, the game, and GameStop still lets you do that, of course. I went, I went in there and I was like, um, Man, they got they got a Mario they got Mario Kart for Switch. Let me uh, let me hop on here real quick. Just check it out. I did. Your boy won. First time against computer. No problem. Still Mario Kart King. Walked away. A couple weekends ago, I went to our friend Ivy and BG's house. Um, well, they're technically my cousins-in-laws, but Angel's cousin Ivy, her husband BG, they had a neighborhood. Mario Kart Switch Tournament. Yes. Because uh, they, they live in a development. So they, they're very close-knit with their uh, their neighbors and the whole neighborhood. So literally the whole, the, a huge amount of people, I'd say like 35 people, um, were probably more than that. Let's say 40 people, including kids, were outside their house playing Mario Kart Switch on their garage through a projector. And I was blessed enough to be entered into the tournament. So out of 32 racers, only my second and third time on Mar- on the Switch, your boy got ninth out of all of them. Out of all of them, okay? Which is super awesome. Super pumped about that. Um, there was a couple players who I maybe could have saw. I... The one thing I never mastered on the Wii was drifting, so you can do the drift boost. Apparently that's still a big thing in the new Mario Kart, that the safest way to travel is to do it by drifting. I suck at drifting. I figured out how to do it on the, on the Switch, but I was... 
it was messy, man. I was all over the place. <laughs> and I, I won the first race without doing it. The second race, I was like, oh, I know how to drift. And then I shouldn't have done that because I should have just stuck with what I knew and tried to drive normal. But I didn't. <laughs> and I, I blew that whole cup. And so I, I did not finish higher than ninth. But that still wasn't bad for 9 out of 32. Especially with never having played the Switch. But now, this Mario Kart Tour threatens the very fabric of my existence. Matthew has already asked me, what's your ID? So I guess we can race, maybe. And he said, there's a daily cap on coins and XP. What the fuck? Three minutes ago. He's obviously getting it in. I have to go to work soon. I'm not going to be able to touch this. And I'm going to have to come back out of work to finish talking to y'all. At least to finish up the next segment. To give y'all at least a full, full dose of what I'm doing here. Because my stomach hurt, man. It took me a little bit. And I was eating all that fried food. I'm sorry. <laughs> Don't yell at me. I'm going... My thing with phone games... I, I play them for a little bit. I get bored and then I just leave them and eventually I delete them. That's that's kind of my MO when it comes to phone games. Always has been for some reason. So I'm not, I've never been a Candy Crush guy. I was never a Flappy Bird guy. Never an Angry Birds guy. Um... You know, I play something long enough for entertainment and end up deleting it. That's it. The, the longest, funny enough, the longest games I've ever played on my on my phone was my emulator to play Chrono Trigger, and I beat Chrono Trigger. Um, did I beat Chrono Trigger straight up or was I cheating? Yeah, I feel like I might have been cheating. I don't know. No, I think I beat Chrono Trigger straight up. Did I? That'd be awesome if I did. But I think my emulator takes counts. It doesn't matter. Listen, guys. Chrono Trigger and Earthbound, which I have not finished. I think I've gotten as far as the fourth city on Earthbound. And I have never came back to it. I have the emulator file saved somewhere. But that's as far as I've ever gotten. But Mario Kart Tour is going to threaten the fairy fabric of my being. And let, I mean, I could be wrong, though. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'll just play it for a little bit and get bored. You know, that's, that's kind of how I am, with, especially on the phone. I'm on my phone so much anyway, between reading and sometimes mindlessly scroll, scrolling Instagram or Twitter and, and sometimes posting podcast stuff and doing all that promotion. I just don't see the appeal of playing a game on my phone normally. So we'll see what happens. But look, I'm going to end it like this before I get into this other video game story. You want to see me on Mario Kart, let somebody know. Because I'm about to figure this shit out real quick. I got two first place finishes already this morning. One was like the test run. The second one was like your very first track, but I still finished first. No problems. Let's see what's up. Mario Kart King. I kid you not. Hey, yo, what up? Miles Amadeus Prowler here, host of the I Black Man podcast, member of the Hyphen Podcast Network, and now host of a podcast called Fresh. Now, a simple man. I like subs to dubs, manga to anime. Now, the way I feel is 
Doesn't matter what the press says. Doesn't matter what the politician, hell, even the feminists say. Doesn't matter if the whole country decides that something is whack is dope. This podcast was founded on one principle above all. The requirement that we stand up for what we believe in. No matter the consequences or the odds. When the internet, when the press, and the whole world tells you to move. Your job is to plant yourself like a tree between the rivers of continuity and canon. Look them square in the face and you tell them, no, you move. Podcast called Fresh. Coming to you guys. Hype Podcast Network. Check it out. Coming soon. Next topic. Kind of. It's still related. So I mentioned how Angel got me the Wii um, for my birthday. And then my mother-in-law and Angel came through with the PS4 this past Christmas. Hashtag blessed. Not afraid to admit it. Well, I don't know if I had mentioned this before, but there's a Sega Genesis story. <sighs> this, is, this is about the time I almost had a Sega Genesis, all right? So, so, follow me. So it was like my, my second year living in Caden Bridge, right? And so this is like 93, 94. This is like 1993 going into, no, no, wait. Yeah, 1993 going into 94. So I was like definitely in fifth grade at this time because I started in fourth grade. See, what had happened was there used to be these things called magazines. No, I'm kidding. Used to be these things called catalogs. And every Christmas season, these department stores would put out these huge catalogs of all this stuff you could purchase, whether in store or over the phone or however it was done around that time. And my favorite section of those catalogs is always the toys and the video games. I mean, I'm 11 at this time. So that's what, it, that's what your boy was into. Mind you, I needed not. I, I had toys, had some form of games. <laughs> um, my main game <laughs> system at that time was... Uh, uh, my Tiger handhelds. I think I had a couple of those that I had. But I mentioned my cousins, Mike and Marcus, earlier. They had all the systems. So they had a Jaguar at one point that we didn't know how to play. or some kind of racing game where you could drive around a house over and over. I never understood that. There was... They had a Master System. They had a Super Nintendo, Nintendo. So... And then my favorite... My favorite, 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 favorites was their Sega Genesis. Boy, I love me some Sega Genesis. From Sonic the Hedgehog to Arrow the Acrobat to NBA Live. And this before NBA Live even existed. So then it would have been Bulls versus Blazers, um, Bulls versus Lakers. Um, there was just so many. I just, I just loved. The frickin' Sega Genesis. Love, love, love. Okay? And all I wanted was the Genesis so bad. But see, I had a little problem. I would constantly, and maybe I got a little bit better about it 
especially after I moved. But I would constantly, when I came in to see my mom, and I'd stay at that at grandma's house with Mike and Marcus, um, I would just lose my mind, especially as a child, about not being able to play video games. And I made the mistake, of course, I didn't know any better, but I made the mistake of showing my hand about my about my anger about not being able to play video games and having to detach and leave. So my like oh it's time to go. I'll go play video games. I know I did that at least once or twice in front of my mom. In front of uh my uh, adoptive mom, Bonnie. And I did it in front of my birth mom, Barbara, all the time. But she kind of was just kind of like, oh, shut up. Come on, we're leaving, you know. But mom, other mom, Bonnie mom, she didn't like how how I was acting around these video games. So in her head, it was always, there's other things you'd be doing. You'd be reading, you'd be drawing, you'd be going outside, you could be working on something. You have homework. Video games are bad, okay? It was pretty much the way my mom considered... Was, that was her whole thought process to it, okay? But when that catalog came in 93, I kept looking through it, and they had the Sega Genesis in there. And I was like, man, I really want to have a Sega Genesis. I really, really want a Sega Genesis. So I mentioned before... The person I spent the most time with growing up was my mom. Because dad worked 9 to 5 in Winchester, which is 20 minutes away. Mom at that time was not working, I don't think. She was, um... Mom did so many jobs, <laughs> y'all. She she cut hair. She was a hair, a hair barber. <laughs> she was a barber. She was a hairstylist. Um, she was a hypnotherapist, like I said. She uh, was a patient advocate for years at Winchester Medical Center. There was a lot of things that she was always doing. So there wasn't, it wasn't that she didn't work, you know. It was just that she was in between whatever she felt like doing. She she never did a restaurant, which she should have done. Because we would still be making money off of that restaurant, boy. I tell you what, I miss that woman's cooking. But listen, so I'm like, you know what? How am I going to convince my mother that I should be allowed to have this Sega Genesis? How am I going to do this? I'm trying to get the dust off my screen here. My card's a little... can't even read it. Looks awful. Just awful. Okay. That'll work. See, here's what my plan was. So I was just like, I'm just going to talk to her. I'm just going to straight up ask her for her. I'm like, I'm not going to sit here and... I'm like, I'm going to tell her this is what I want. And then I can... I will... Strategically... Be able to calm her fears... About getting me this video game system. Okay? So I'm like, Mom... I really want to get this Sega Genesis. And you know the jokes came. You got a Sega Genesis money? Sure, that's what my dad said. He's hilarious sometimes. You heard him before. And she's like, you know how I feel about video games. Because she saw me melt down over a Nintendo before. I'm pretty sure it was a Nintendo. I think it was my um, 
Dang, that would have been my cousin Jason. My step cousin, because I don't, yeah, that was my step cousin. Haven't talked to him in years. Um, yeah, he had a Nintendo, and we were playing it, and it was time to go, and I lost my mind. Now, my Aunt Judy had a Nintendo, and I used to go over there, because her two girls had a Nintendo, Smokey and Tab. And, and yes, her name's Smokey, and she's white. Shut up! They had a Nintendo, and I used to play Super Mario 2 on theirs. I may have shown my ass a little bit there, too. Who knows? But anyway, this is an 11-year-old kid coming with full confidence to his, his mother. His mother approaching her 50th birthday, so she's 46 this time. I'm like, Mom, I mean, I'd really like to say it, She's like, you, you know, you know how I feel about video games. Uh, you, you, you don't turn them off when you're supposed to. You, you can't peel yourself away. You, um, there's other things you'll be doing. You can go outside and play. You can go, um, you have chores that you need to be doing. You need to concentrate on your homework. You be reading books. You could, you could be spending time with us. You know, there, there's all these other things that you could be doing. And I was like, yeah, but, but let, look here. Here's how we could do this. I was like, this is what we'll do. If you guys give me this Sega Genesis, there will be no arguments about when or if I'm allowed to play it. We'll set guidelines and boundaries for when I'm allowed, and I will stay within those regulations. I will make sure that all my homework is done before I turn it off. I mean, <laughs> before I would even consider turning it on, I will always ask for permission if I could play the video game. Um, unless it's in a designated time that I could play, like say a Saturday, Sunday morning, before y'all get up, I could play the game. That, that would be fine. Um, I will be very responsible about this. I will make sure that I am very responsible and that I do not take advantage of the fact that I own a video game system. But I really love this game and I was like, I was like, just picture it. Picture it, mom. I was like, it's a winter's day. Cold outside. Maybe it's a snow day. Maybe it's just a winter day and there's a bunch of snow on the ground. There's nothing to be shoveled out. We're just kind of stuck. It's snowing. We're in the house. We're going a little stir crazy. You, you just want to sit there and, you know, relax and watch your TV and maybe flip through a People magazine, drink your tea, have some coffee. You're like, oh, well, I don't have anything to do. Like, Mom, it's okay if I play the video game. You're like, you know what? Go ahead and play the video game. And then sure enough, I get to play the video game. And then when you say, Kellen, it's time to turn off the game, I'm like, all right. Because there was no... The games I would have had, it would probably been like real basic. So it would have been like Sonic and stuff. But I don't, Sonic didn't have a password or anything. There was no, battery backups were kind of a thing, but they weren't real big. So even in the event that, unless it was like dire, like, yo, I'm on the last level. Can I try to beat this game? You know, I felt like I could step away and not, um, you know, be that guy. 
who throws the temper tantrums over the video game. I'm like, yeah, I'll turn it off. Um, just give me one second to stop, or I'll stop right then. I'll turn off an appropriate amount of time, and then life goes on. And I kept bringing this up, and I brought it up to Dad, and I was like, yeah, you know, I'd really like that at Sega Genesis. I'll be super responsible. I think I had them worn down, man. I think it was in at least on a list to go buy this Sega Genesis. I was in like Flynn, dog. Funny thing, sidebar, I was watching Heroes, still watching season one, and Peter Petrelli goes to see Isaac, uh, the artist, like one of the first times they meet, and Peter Petrelli's like, you don't remember painting these? And Isaac's like, I was high, dog. And Isaac's like this white, long-haired dude. He's like, I was high, dog. What? Is this what we were doing in 2006? Anyway, you bring it back. So one thing I would do as a child, well, one thing my parents would do is they would take me to my grandmother's, who also lived in Cambridge. It was about, uh, about a 10 minutes drive. We had to drive through Cambridge proper and make the turn on River Road, and she lived back that way. We, she would take me for the weekend so they could have some alone time, go do things, puff puff pass apparently I love you mom and dad but it is what it is but look so they they would take my grandmother's and I'd stay at my grandma's from like Friday night after school until whenever time they came and got me on Sunday okay so my grandmother's neighbor at this time she suddenly pops up with the Sega CD which is super freaking new. And like the most advanced, one of the most, uh, not advanced, but one of the newest systems to come out. And she had a Sega CD. I'd only seen pictures of a Sega CD. I knew what it was, but, and I'd seen it in like some of my friends' video game magazines and comic books and stuff. But I was like, yo, she got a Sega CD. So somehow, she invited me in. She knew my grandmother real well. Don't think it was weird. And she's like, yeah, yeah, you can play this game, Sewer Shark. I was playing, I was playing, I was playing it, and then I was, I was like, all right, well, um, Grandma called me, and I was like, all right, let me go back. So I went back to Grandma's house for the evening, right? You with me? Okay. <laughs> you can't make this shit up. So I went back to Grandma's house for the evening. Sunday happens, and, you know, I'm around the house doing things at Grandma's, and then... I don't know what it was. I don't know if I was outside. I, yep, yep. I went outside to play. And Grandma was in the house. And I was like, hey, you know what? I'm gonna go knock, I go knock on a neighbor's house. Knock on her door. Her door. Don't tell anybody anything. So my Grandma Edith has no idea where the hell I am. Knock on her door. I'm like, hey, can I play your second CD? And she's like, yeah, that's fine. Come on in. So I'm in there, I'm playing, I'm playing Sewer Shark, I'm playing Sewer Shark, I'm playing Sewer Shark. Meanwhile, Grandma's losing her freaking mind because she can't find her grandson. He was just out here. Nowhere to be found. People are outside calling my name. Kellen, Kellen. So naturally, she, she calls my mom. I can't find Kellen. I don't know where the hell he is. I'm going to beat his ass when I find him. I don't remember if she came over and checked 
or if I just came out and she saw me. But I came out that house, boy. And she was like, where the hell have you been? I was like, I was playing video. And it's like, you didn't tell me where you were going. I was scared. I was, you scared me to death. She's like, you're, and I was like, uh, she's like, you're like, I was looking for you for like uh, a whole hour, two hours, maybe. No idea where you were. I can't believe you. You got some nerve. Blah, 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 blah. God rest the dead. I'm not, I'm just telling the story, grandma. And I'm, I'm sorry. I, 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 I wasn't thinking. I just thought I'd go play. I didn't think it was a big deal. Blah, blah, blah. I'm so sorry. And she's like, she's like, I'm, she's like, I'm not going to um, do anything to you. I'm not going to punish you. Um, I'm going to leave that to your mom and dad, your mom and dad. I was like, oh, God. So obviously she had told them that I had went and played video games at the neighbor's house without telling her disappeared worried or sick and so I got in trouble there was some kind of punishment at home for that for sneaking off and not telling anybody but yeah that kind of shot my uh, Sega Genesis dreams in the foot because your boy just had to play that hot new game Sewer Shark uh, for Sega CD brother and uh, it wasn't worth it because I, I could have had a Sega man and ran out there into the Sega's lifespan and copped some games. And But let's be real. With my track record of just doing dumb shit and always lying about dumb shit that my parents already knew about and making dumb decisions as a child. And when I say dumb decisions, I mean like stupid stuff that I know better than doing. I was constantly getting in trouble at school. We're talking in class. And, oh, report card, grades are good, but Kellen won't stop talking in class. Blah, blah, blah. I'd hide my report card. There was always something that I was hiding from my parents. So I was always getting shit taken away. It's like, you can't watch TV. You can't play your Game Gear when I got that in uh, January of 94. You can't do this. Uh, you can't go there. You got to stay in your room. You, you can't read your comic books. Taking away your cards, your my basketball cards, my football cards. So inevitably, I would have been without said Sega Genesis a lot anyway. There is a happy ending to this story though, because in 1998, your boy convinced his father to cop the Sega Genesis 3, which was that really, really tiny Genesis, and he got me NBA Live 98, and then also picked up a couple games for real cheaper yard sales, like Madden 95, and then uh, I got Sonic 3, and uh, I got Boogerman, which I beat Boogerman. Uh, that's, I really like Boogerman as a, uh, a teenager. I like to give it another whirl, just see if I still enjoy it. Um... What, there were there was other games that I had too. I had, there, but those were my main games that I played. Um, and then I used to get in arguments because I used to hide it from my nephew who lived with us at the time when I was in high school. I was like, no, you can't play my video game. I would literally hide it. And then when he got up in the morning, because I'd wake up before and I'd get up super early so I could play my video game. And then when he woke up, I would hide the game and put it away. But eventually he caught me and then told my mom about it, who didn't know about it that I had a video game system. Because it's, it's just one of those things where your dad's like, yeah, I'll get this for you. He just said, be careful with it. <laughs> Watch your ass. 
Duly noted, Father. Thank you. <laughs> Watch your ass, dummy. That was kind of the extent of our conversation there. Uh, so I never lost in Sega Genesis 3. Uh, it ultimately ended up too close to a um, a uh, heater. What are those called? The, the um, baseboard heaters. And it got melted a little bit. It still worked, apparently, but it kind of defaulted down to Chad. I did take it to Pot State for a little bit. And I had, oh, that I had the college basketball game. Uh, was it Coach K college basketball? I think I had that for the Genesis, so I played that um, with uh, the homies a little bit at school, but then ended up bringing it back because Chad's like, I want my, I can't let the second Genesis. So I brought the second Genesis home, and that's kind of the last I ever saw of it. Funny thing, though. When we got a computer, which is in 2000, February 2000, I believe, when we got a PC, a Dell PC, I was like, yo, we got internet, I got a computer, this is so dope, I can I can instant message people, I can get Napster, you know, all the things you're thinking as a high schooler with a computer. Oh, man. I and my father had a lot of problems with getting off that bitch. And there were times that I got caught being on that computer really late at night. So my mother put a password on there. <laughs> so I couldn't get on the computer unless she put in the password and dad put in the password. And that lasted for a while until mom messed up one day and and she was talking about the password not working correctly. And then I said something. Uh, I was like, did you spell it wrong? And then she said, how do you spell this wrong? And literally told me the password. And I looked her dead in her face. I was like, I'm not sure. Because she literally told me the password computer. And I had the password for the rest of the time we had that computer. So, maybe in hindsight, it was good that I didn't get the second Genesis 3. Or the second Genesis. Because maybe I wouldn't have been as responsible as I would have been. As I said I would have been. Probably not. Maybe I would have gotten it taken away. <laughs> like I mentioned. So yeah, that's my... Uh, Sad story of how I almost had a Sega Genesis and then I didn't. And then when I got one, it was literally the last version made. And I don't even think Sega of America made it. Um, I had a Genesis 3 in Nights 98. And that's how it goes. You can't make this shit up, people. Yo, 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 what up? It's your boy, SB the Ghost. I want to shout out Kellen hyphen Conley and his podcast, Hyphen Nation, which just had his 100th episode, Hip Hop Manifesto and the Hyphen Podcast Group. I want to say congratulations. Love is love. From SB the Ghost, LOX D-Block. Keep doing what you're doing. And shout out to Shiver because he cared about y'all and love y'all. Salute. Ghost told you so. Now, I just like doing that. You've been listening to Hyphenation, the Barack Obama-approved world's greatest podcast, which is brought to you by, and then on the commercial runs, a hyphen podcast group, a Morgantown, West Virginia-based podcast collective, bringing great podcasts to the people, hyphenpodcastgroup.com, and then also brought to you by Mark Robb. The M-A-R-C-R-O-B.wordpress.com Written by my semi-regular co-host Marcus Show Mad Love Robinson Read all kinds of great stuff that he's got over there uh, He told me just last night 
that he was working on writing. So that normally means that something will be coming for Mark Robb. So keep your eye out there. Uh, Hyphen Nation can be found on many podcast listening platforms, including Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Stitcher, Spotify, powered by Anchor, uh, Radio Public, which is my favorite. Next to um, sometimes Radio Public doesn't pull everything, but I do like Radio Public, um, Castbox. Uh, tune in. It's on the TuneIn app. Uh, anywhere podcasts are sold, you should be able to find Hyphenation. Uh, if you can't find Hyphenation or another great hyphen podcast group show, then yo ass needs to let me know, and I'll figure out something. Okay? Appreciate that. Cake cupcake. Any hoozle. The power of positivity is real. Get that negativity out of your life, no matter what it may be, no matter what you have to do, you got to do you. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Try, try, try to have positive interactions with people. Genuine positive interactions with people. Being nice to someone can go a long way because you never know what the next woman or man is going through. You may save their life or someone else's life. You just never know. And with that said, give people their flowers while they are still here. Shout out to Drink Champs. Make sure you let people know how much they mean to you, man, because you never know when it's their turn to go. You could be 24, 90 years old. So, and uh, while you're doing that, hug your mother, call your dad, call your sister, uh, send your brother a text message. Uh, send your aunt a letter. Send your uncle a Facebook message. Send your niece a, uh, a gift. Send your uh, nephew a book, a toy. Send, uh, let's see, your godmother. Send her a telegram. Send your godfather a, um, uh, send him a DM. Tweet them right on their Facebook wall. Comment on a post. Let people know how much they mean to you while they're still here. I cannot stress that enough. Oh, man. Words of wisdom for today. Be yourself. And I don't know how much I might be repeating stuff since I started this words of wisdom for today thing. But I got to say that when I was all down and out a few months ago about my job and about feeling like my job was trying to change who I am so that I could better suit what they saw me to be, my wife sat myself down. So I was going to say sat my ass down. But she sat me down literally at BW3s. And she's like, you got to be yourself. Like, you don't need to change. You're good at your job. And you just need to do the best job you can do while still being yourself. And hopefully they, they can respect that. So that's what I have done. And I, I got to say, sorry if y'all heard some humming there. I was still listening to this Shawshank re- uh, rewatchables. Uh, excellent episode with uh, Bill and Chris and Bill's dad. Um, so I've been listening to a lot of Simmons lately. I don't know. My podcast listening tastes are changing like the times. They are a changing. Uh, but yeah, what was I saying? Yeah, be yourself, man. Um, can't stress that enough. Something I want to make sure I teach Aaliyah is you can only be you at the end of the day. The you you are now may not be quite the same you that you always were or the you you'll be in the future but as long as you're staying true to yourself 
hopefully you're finding some kind of peace and happiness with that situation. That's my words of wisdom for today. Water break. Words of wisdom for today. I already did that. Apologies to Mark, your faults. You're still trash. We will soon see if that holds up, though. Happy wedding to Devin. Um, family friend. She's going to get... She's going to get hitched. Uh, that's right. Uh, she's going to be taking the plunge uh, here soon. <laughs> uh, what's the easiest way for me to get to Saberton? Uh, I'm not driving that way. I guess I'm going this way. Um, yeah, congratulations to her and her betrothed. Maverick, there it is. They're getting married today. Brother-in-law Christian is attending, so congratulations to them. Because I know that they listen to the Barack Obama Approved World's Greatest Podcast, so shout out to y'all. And, uh, yeah, uh, continue, uh, hopefully continued health, happiness, and joy for you guys, okay? So let me throw that out there. Um, so I'm up to something. I'm, I'm not going to announce it yet. But just set, let me just say right now, for October, and the next time you hear my voice, it will be October. For October, I'm going to try to pull off the first ever hyphenation event on the pod. And it, it, it will be taking place all month if everything goes correctly. Now, whether or not that actually holds, that's a whole different conversation. Um, I'm going to try my best. That looks like glass right there, so I'm not going to drive through that. Oh, goodness, there was some kind of accident. So, yeah, that's fresh glass, literally. Glad I caught that. Um, looks like High Street is blocked off for something. They got setting up down here. Um, so, that's cool. But, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to do something. I find that I jinx myself whenever I announce things. So I'm going to keep it kind of close to the vest and just kind of let it happen. And hopefully, by the time we're rolling into the end of October, you will have eight episodes of completed said, uh, uh, whatchamacallit, what am I saying? Uh, you'll have eight episodes of the event occurring in October for you guys. So I'm going to try my best. But that's all I'm saying. I'm not going to officially call it that because things come up, things happen, and it might not quite work out how I want it to. But there is a plan. We shall see. And uh, I appreciate each and every one of y'all that listen to my voice, listen to Hyphenation, the Barack Obama-approved world's greatest podcast. I kind of feel like I need to change up the tagline. I mean, it's been a minute. It's been Barack Obama approved for a while, you know, and the world's greatest podcast. I mean, you can't mess up a good thing, but what else am I going to call it? The MC Hammer approved world's greatest podcast because he follows me on Twitter or Chuck D approved world's greatest podcast because he follows me on Twitter. It's not the same as having a former sitting president follow you on Twitter and you just take full advantage of that and say he approves your podcast. One day I'm going to get a letter. Like uh, from the from the lawyers of uh, Barack Obama, can you can you not uh, say that I approve your podcast? Uh, appreciate that. Thanks so much. Love Barry. That's my awful Obama impersonation. So anyway, guys, I'm going to go to Burger King. 
because in case you ain't realized, this outro has been recorded separate from the first two segments of this podcast, two sections. So I am going to Burger King to meet up with said wife, Angel, and Aaliyah, and some of her friends from PK. I did that the other day, PK, pre-K, and I think I'm going to eat some Burger King. Wish me luck. Because that, that's not what uh, what I really wanted for lunch. But, hey, you know, husbands do things to please their spouse. And she gave me the option. She's like, you don't got to come over. But I was like, yeah, you know what, I'll go over. You know, she'll appreciate it. Anyway, I say all that to say this. Uh one more time. I want to say it one more time because I'm just running my mouth at this point because I ain't at Burger King yet. One more time. I say all that. Say this, say this, say that. Uh, thanks, y'all. This has been a Hyphen Podcast Network production. They're the bestest. I'm getting paid at exposure.